lot of guys come in and you know they have signs and symptoms of low testosterone but they think the answer is viagra and then vice versa where they get these weak erections thinking that oh if i get testosterone even though they you know they're not tired they're not fatigued they act normal they think that by giving testosterone it will make their erections better which is we gonna do it like it's priceless take it to the moon priceless one day will be soon what is priceless hi everyone it's dr fam again the texas eggplant <laughs> i may i may run with that name uh but welcome to another episode of detox with dr fam so one of the topic we're going to discuss today is um, what is the difference between libido and erection and i can count you know for every guy that come in that doesn't understand the difference between the two and i get a nickel for each one of those i'd be a rich man and so today i hope to clear up kind of uh, you know viagra and testosterone and what is the difference so they are very different okay so when we get a patient that comes in and they're like, well, you know, Dr. Pham, you know, my uh, erection's not as strong and so, and I don't know why, but then when you delve deeper, they have a lot of stress uh, from whatever it may be, new job, uh, they just got laid off, kids moving back home, whatever it may be. And so when and people hear the word testosterone, the first thing they think about is bodybuilding and so that's a little bit different that's anabolic steroid and so I'll kind of touch a little bit on that but basically in order for erections to occur you have to have a desire so that's what I refer to as libido and that is controlled by testosterone so you need to have testosterone to circulate in the body to allow you to have the desire. The testosterone would then initiate the erection process. And Viagra or phosphodiesterase inhibitors, such as Cialis and all that, they pretty much all kind of do the same thing. Um, that keeps your erection longer. And so a lot of guys come in and you know, they have signs and symptoms of low testosterone, but they think the answer is Viagra and then vice versa, where they uh, they get these weak erections and, you know, and then basically thinking that, oh, if I get testosterone, even though they, you know, they're not tired, they're not fatigued, they uh, act normal they think that by giving testosterone, it will make their erections better, which is false. So I'm going to clear that kind of up uh, in this episode. So testosterone, like I said, is made naturally by the body. Most of it comes from the testicle during puberty. And then that's what causes, you know, increased bone mass, muscle mass, uh, deepening of the voice, uh, maturation of the gen genitalia system, hair growth, you know, a lot of other benefits with testosterone. And women also have a small amount of testosterone, which uh, also helps with their libido. And so testosterone, usually to diagnose it, you should really get an early morning testosterone level 
you know, two or three to really be sure that your testosterone is really at the level that it's at. And so obviously when guys come to see us, it's because they probably Googled it already and they kind of fit the symptom of low testosterone. So they come to see us to see if we can just give them testosterone so that, you know, they can get better. And for reasons I don't really understand why, but uh, maybe it's more readily available with, you know, all these TV commercials where you can just do a quick teledoc visit and then they'll just write your prescription for, you know, testosterone and then uh, you can br bring it to the clinic to get it inject injected or whatnot. But it, it seems to kind of really increase exponentially over the last 10 years on the usage of testosterone. And so basically, I've, we, we've, we've even been seeing it in guys that are in their late 20s. And usually we really don't start to see testosterone issues until guys are like in their 40s. Uh, but like I said, you know, um, I don't really have a good explanation for it. But ideally, to diagnose it, you really need to check, you know, at minimum two early morning uh, testosterone total level and then free level. And the free level is the amount of testosterone that actually is circulating. And, you know, I won't go into all the pathway of the testosterone. But basically, testosterone has a very wide range. And depending on the lab you use, you know, it can range from the low end of 250 all the way up to around 900. So what I mean, and the reason why I think there's such a huge gap is because not every guy will function normally at the same testosterone level. And so, for instance... You know, if you're getting treated by somebody who don't really understand kind of how testosterone really plays uh, a role and and the dosing, then all they do is they just look at the the result, and if the result is anywhere from 250 to 950, then they're like, okay, you're fine. But the patient is still feeling tired and you know has no energy no motivation to go to the gym just don't have that sex drive like they used to have anymore and so you know that's why you can't really just go based on a number and so sometimes some guys may live at a testosterone of 300 and they're fine and you can have guys that need to live at a level of 600 or 800 and so and you'll be surprised at how they're you know you just kind of move them up to a it's still considered normal but you move them up to a higher normal so what I mean by that is let's say someone who did two testosterone checks already and they're both around 300 and the guy's just not feeling the way he used to feel like and he's only 35. So then sometimes in those cases, you can actually test it with giving him, you know, either 50 milligram of uh, injected testosterone or 100 milligram to try to boost his level. 
And a lot of times what we see is when we do that, they actually do pretty well. Like they, they, they start to feel better. And then remember, if you are on testosterone placement, there are certain labs that your doctor needs to check. And one of them is the hemoglobin because testosterone will increase the body's mechanism to make uh, red blood cells. And so if you have too much red blood cells, it can make the blood really viscous. And from there, you can literally stroke out. And so the other thing that you need, they need to be careful with with testosterone is that, you know, it has other adverse side effects also. And so really, when you're on testosterone replacement, you really need to be followed closely by your doctor and get lab works to kind of monitor, you know, the, the testosterone itself. And then in terms of which type of testosterone, that, that really, for us anyways, when we prescribe these, it really depends on the patient's financial situation, how fast they want to see results, um, and are they afraid of needles. So for guys that are not afraid of needles, the fastest way to increase the testosterone is with injections. And so depending on what level they're at, then I start off at, you know, whatever level that I have experience with. So there's no right level to start them on it, but typically start them on a lower dose and then wait, you know, at least four to six weeks to see kind of where they're at. Um, and then you can start to escalate uh, the dose. The only downside to injection is you do have like these peaks and troughs. So meaning, you know, when you first inject it, uh, and that's why they do it weekly or biweekly, is when you first inject it, you'll get this surge and then the surge will kind of go down. And then basically then they start feeling not great again. And so to kind of give you more of a stabilized um, level, you know, at minimum, the injection should be weekly. Uh, but like I said, you know, uh, every patient's different. Uh, there's no one correct way to administer the uh, testosterone. It's you administer it so that it uh, can present clinically, uh, you know, for the guy as what he used to be, which is, you know, increased energy, kind of all that. And like I said, the, ideally, if you're on testosterone treatment, you really do need to check your red blood cell to make sure that you're at at least a hematocrit of 45 or lower. Otherwise, you run the risk of, you know, having a, a stroke or, or whatnot. And then the other thing, and so so that's, that's really testosterone, what it does for the body. Um, you know, you can always read more about it either on our website um, or, you know, Google it. But guys tend to get confused, and this is, I'm alluding back to uh, what I spoke about earlier, is guy tends to think that testosterone and Viagra can be used interchange, you know, like, you know, you can interchange them, which really you can't. And why did I say that? Because if you don't have the libido, and from whatever reason, stress, whatnot, and the testosterone is low, then you're not going to be able to initiate an erection that's going to be good. 
Um, and so that's where uh, instead of giving them Viagra, treat the source with just the testosterone if, if it's low. Then you'll notice that once you treat the source, then the um, testosterone gets back to normal and then his libido gets back to normal and then his erection would get back to normal. Now, if you check the testosterone and it's at a level that the patient really has no complaints in terms of like fatigue and weight gain and, you know, and, you know, low energy and all that, then that's where Viagra comes in. So basically when guys, um, you know, when you've worked them up already and they actually don't have evidence of low testosterone, then I think now a, uh, uh, phosphodiesterase inhibitor or basically Viagra or Cialis, then I think that plays a role. Uh, and what that does is it helps maintain the erection. So testosterone has to, is there to increase your libido so that it allows you to initiate an erection. While Viagra and all that requires that an erection has already been obtained and what uh, Viagra is going to do is it's going to prevent the erection from going down um, too too fast. And so, but now I hope you know guys can get a better understanding of why what testosterone does and what Viagra does, and they that they're treated very differently. And so now I like to touch on the topic of anabolic steroid. So synthetic steroid are you know a hundred to 500 times stronger than your regular testosterone. And what it does is that, you know, how, so you, you know, just back to basic science for a second, you don't build more muscle. Whatever muscle you have is what you have. What it does do is it can make the muscle fiber larger. And so how muscle, how you get big or, you know, stronger, and more muscular is when you do weights and stuff, what is actually doing is, is actually tearing your muscle. And then when the muscle reform, then with test, with anabolic steroid, it's, you're going to, it's going to reform much quicker and less pain. And that's how you get bigger. However, anabolic steroid, which I don't recommend you do, uh, can do major damage to your body. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you're five feet five or five feet seven, and you know, your heart is not going to be like a guy who's six foot two. And so if you're five seven and you're pumping 400 pounds uh, lift, then what's going to happen is the heart is going to have to work overtime to get blood to all this muscle. And so eventually you're going to get, you're going to go into cardiac failure or, you know, and, and, and that's a real phenomenon. And so when you do anabolic steroid, you have to be careful with that. Um, and then obviously anabolic steroid, you also need to check your liver enzymes because it can damage that. You also need to um, check some other labs. So, you know, and hemoglobin and hematocrit is one of them also because it, uh, synthetic uh, testosterone or anabolic steroid will increase 
your uh, muscle and mood and everything, but it can go too much where now, you know, the, ter- the term Roy rage comes along, right? So when you use too much steroid, it basically, the outside appearance can be acne, uh, you, you know, and if you don't have a some sort of aromatase inhibitor or something like that, you can get uh, bigger breasts or, you know, actually have breast tissue because that testosterone is going to be converted into estrogen. And so you got to be put on something to block, uh, you know, to block the um, estrogen receptors. And then it also shuts down your natural system from making any uh, um, testosterone. And so when you cycle off of these anabolic steroid, then what you're going to find out is it takes time for your body to kind of jumpstart itself again. And so now you're going to go through a period where you're not feeling good. You're not having, you know, you're not pumping the muscle as much. Um, it's just not good for you. Okay. And so I know that, you know, we live in a world now where social media, everything's got, everyone's got to be like the incredible Hulk, but that's just, uh, you will pay for it in the long run, uh, even if it's done under a doctor's supervision, you know, and it doesn't matter if you uh, do, you know, do one cycle for three months and then cycle off. Uh, it, it will do major damage to your body, especially your heart. And then keep in mind that the heart really can't regenerate. And so once you have already injured your heart, uh, because by overworking it, causing it to hy- get larger or what you call hypertrophy, um, you really can't reverse that. And so I would stick away from anabolic steroid. And then in terms of testosterone replacement, you know, we live in a different time now. And so anything can cause your testosterone to go down. An illness, a stressor in our life, like a divorce, uh, a loss of a loved one, whatever it may be, any sort of stress can decrease your testosterone. And so in the short term, you can replace that testosterone so that you can actually function. But I would also, you know, when we put patients on testosterone, we also put them on HCG. And what HCG does is it'll prevent the natural system from shutting down so that when you do cycle off of the exogenous testosterone, it's going to be a much smoother landing. Um, and some patients will be on testosterone their whole life. And so, and but what ACG will do is because it's not letting your natural system shut down, you won't have testicular atrophy. Uh, your testicle will probably still be the same size. And so, and so I hope that really helps with. Uh, guys understanding what testosterone actually does. Now, there's a lot of T clinics all around town. You know, as a practice, you know, our T clinic is less than probably 1%, if even, of what we do. Uh, Urology, you know, when people think of testosterone, they think of urology, but testosterone is not something that we deal with a lot. A lot of these T clinics are popping up and guys that come, guys that actually have normal testosterone, but they want to bodybuild, 
And so then they go to these clinics and then they get these injections and then their testosterone shoot up and, you know, they get big, they get strong. But trust me on this, your heart, you're basically damaging your heart and, uh, and your other organs too, because anabolic steroid can injure the liver and stuff like that. So, so I hope that, you know, after this episode, if you are on anabolic steroid, I would really try to have a talk with your doctor and try to cycle off uh, because you will pay for it in the long run. And then I hope this new appreciation for what Viagra and stuff does. And so the only thing I need to talk to you about in terms of these phosphodiesterase inhibitor is that if you have a heart condition, you got to make sure that your cardiologist is aware of this and does and risk stratify you. So you can't clear someone to use uh, uh, this, you know, the, people always use the word clear. You can't clear someone to use uh, Viagra. What you do is you risk stratify them, meaning that, you know, patient A is low risk for having a heart attack. Because intercourse, the amount of calories that's burned, I can't remember where I read it, but it's equal to about 30 minutes of doing the stair stopper or something like that. But then, you know, are they going a minute? Are they going 30 minutes? So <laughs> so, so I, I don't know if that's true, where, uh, where one sexual intercourse is actually equal to the amount of calories burned with 30 minutes of stair stepper because if you're one of those guys that, you know, the minute your penis is touched, you, you, you orgasm, well then, probably you didn't do any work. <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, <clears throat> that's, uh, so take that with a grain of salt. I, I, I don't know how much energy you burn uh, with sexual intercourse and then depend on, you know, what position you're in, how crazy stretchy you are. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so hopefully that'll help, uh, help guys understand the difference between the two. And then the last thing I just want to kind of touch upon is if you do take Viagra and there are guys who take it not because they need it, it's because they just want to last longer. And so the only thing you need to be careful with, and it's not just with phosphodiesterase inhibitors, is any form of medication that lets you keep an erection. Um, if it goes more than six hours, that's considered priapism then that's a medical emergency. And you really need to go to the ER for them to try to get the blood out. Otherwise, your you know, the, the cavernous channels inside your, because the penis really is just two cylinder and a urethra. So you need to go to the ER to, so that a urologist or sometimes the ER doctor can, where what they'll do is they'll, uh, they'll need to decompress your penis. Otherwise, you're going to end up with, you can end up with permanent erectile dysfunction because all the tissue, uh, you know, has undergone damage because of the priapism. So, so if you do start out with Viagra, have your doctor start out on a low dose. And if you have a heart condition, make sure you're cleared by your cardiologist because the last thing you want is to meet your maker while you're trying to have a good time. That's a... Uh, that's not a good combination. Trust me on it. And then if you're on anabolic steroid, I do recommend you probably should try to get off of it. Now, 
I won't go into details on how you get off of it because that deserves its own show, but it can be a very arduous and long process to try to get the natural system going again. And so hopefully uh, with this episode, um, guys have a better understanding now of what testosterone actually does, what damage the anabolic steroid can do, and then what is the difference between libido, which is to initiate the erection versus keeping the erection up. Okay, so until next time, uh, make sure you subscribe, like, uh, so that'll allow me to continue to keep doing what I love to do, which is just to kind of spread my knowledge in a way that everyone can kind of understand it. Sign off. Price list, take it to the moon. Price list, one day will be soon. What else?